You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. With us today is Roddy Taylor, Associate Director of the Sundance Documentary Film Program, which helps develop independent artists worldwide who are promoting true stories of human rights, social justice, freedom of expression, civil liberties, and other pressing issues for global audiences. An award-winning filmmaker herself, Taylor's work as a writer and director of screen nationally and internationally and garnered her a nomination for the Rockefeller Fellowship for Media Arts. Tonight, February 10th, Taylor will present the filmmakers at a screening of Women in Shroud at the Hammer Museum in Los Angeles. The screening is part of the Sundance Works in Progress series. Roddy Taylor, welcome to Film School. Hi, thank you so much, Nathan and Mike. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for having Sundance on uh, Film School at KUCI. Right. <laughs> thank well, you. Well, tell us a little bit. <laughs> we tell can always use bit. that plug, by yeah. the way. We'll, that'll be clipped out, and, and we'll, we'll use yeah, that we'll, forever. We'll put it on a loop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, tell us about the, the, the film documentary film program there. Uh, how, when did this start? When did the uh, program itself start? Um, the program has been at Sundance Institute since 2002. Um, Sundance Institute, of course, has been around uh, for a long time. The documentary film program is one of the newest programs here, um, and we, it's created to provide um, both financial and creative support to documentary filmmakers worldwide who are working on pressing contemporary social issues. And as you said, human rights, uh, civil liberties, the environment, um, whatever the artists think is the most pressing issue um, of their region or this day. Um, we're interested in hearing about it. And um, we have the Sundance Documentary Fund, which is how people first get involved with the Sundance Documentary Film Program. Um, and once somebody becomes a grantee, um, then they are um, uh, provided a range of creative and editorial support throughout the year. We do creative uh, labs up at the Sundance Resort, which is one of the things that the Institute is really known for. Um, and intensive feedback and, um, you know, really bringing the artists together with one another and uh, lots of great stuff. So, well, Now, if, if I'm a filmmaker here at, at uh, UCI, uh, what would be mm-hmm. the first step I do to, uh, to get involved with your program? Well, the first thing, of course, would be to visit our website at sundance.org slash documentary and to apply for financial support. you got to ask for money if you want anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, in fact, we um, have just had a deadline for um, the spring round for 2009. Um, and if uh, anybody is still – that was just yesterday. So uh, we could ex- provide a little extension if needed this week um, for contemporary social issue documentaries. Uh, so. So that would be the first way to try to get involved. And it's a complex review process, multi-stages. We have an outside panel of human rights experts and really incredible veteran documentary filmmakers and everything. So the process itself is very engaging with yeah. both social issues and, and nonfiction storytelling. Um, now, and then the fa- Go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
And then the fellows who are selected um, are, as I said, funded, and some of them are invited to the labs and things such as the work-in-progress screening that we're doing tonight. I was just wondering, is there anything in particular that you're looking for when you're choosing the films that are going to be funded? Is there, is there one a bit of advice you could give to somebody? Um, two things that I would say is that um, there's a lot of social issues out there in the world, and the ones that have a broad global uh, resonance or relevance sometimes stand out the most as, you know, very pressing. And then the other thing is that, of course, Sundance Institute is an arts institute, and we're very, very committed to um, the director's vision, to artful storytelling, um, and so it's important that, um, that a documentary filmmaker communicate to us um, not only what the topic is and why it's pressing, but also how they would uh, tell the story as a film. Mm-hmm. You, know, you I, know, and I'm just going to follow on. Um, I'm going to throw in my uh, my advice to filmmakers. Oh, my if that gosh. Means anything here. This, this is a kiss of death. This is, could be. So this is do, do the opposite uh, on this. But it does <laughs> seem like uh, human rights is probably the most salient, most uh, kind of prescient, I should say, uh, issue facing the globe today. I mean, you can talk about environmental degradation and a lot of, uh, there are other things out there, but it doesn't, mm-hmm. it, when you look around the world, doesn't it feel like just sort of human dignity, the, 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 uh, the ability of human beings to be taken, to be respected and to, be, mm-hmm. and to, and to have a place in the world, doesn't that seem to be the, yeah. the, the most important thing right now? That is really core to our mandate. It's important anywhere you go in the world, um, and it's one of the reasons why the Documentary Film Fund was brought to Sundance, um, was precisely to allow a whole host and range of voices to address these issues. Again, we do allow artists to tell us what they think are the most pressing contemporary social issues. Um, And so it it can be a wide range of things. But, for example, um, the film tonight at the Work in Progress screening um, follows a a group of women lawyers in Tehran who are fighting against the death penalty, and it's um, extra impact on women there. And so that is both... um, you know, it's a story of the death penalty, it's an international story, it's a story of women's rights. Um, so there's a lot of different issues yeah, yeah. you see embedded in the one story. And, um, and, and they're mm-hmm. taking their lives into their own hands by, by even bringing this, this issue to the attention of power, right? They risk a great deal, um, primarily from, you know, just any any extremist who could be, you know, your your neighbor on on the street kind of thing, um, as much as um, you know, challenging, um, you know, the authorities and, and everything like that. Um, so they 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 do they risk everything to mount these campaigns uh, to to stop the practice in this case um, of death penalty by stoning. Well, we're speaking with Roddy Taylor, the associate, associate director at the Sundance Documentary Film Program. Um, now, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get uh, attracted to uh, Sundance and to the, the program that you're now a uh, part of? Well, I've been in uh, filmmaking and documentary filmmaking for a very long time. Um, I've gone from the production side, um, working on you know large PBS series that are about um, 
human issues. I worked on Eyes on the Prize, which was a civil rights series, and that was my very first kind of internship, you know, and went on to work on um, numerous productions. And then I also worked in distribution, um, documentary distribution in particular, um, as well as education. Um, And uh, I pursued filmmaking myself. Um, I have an MFA, and I did both fiction and nonfiction, and you see a lot of cross-genre work these days, people moving back and forth between um, documentary and fiction narrative work um, in interesting ways. Um, And uh, about two years ago, I was in a uh, distribution company in the Bay Area, California and Israel, a wonderful organization, Um, and I learned of the work of the Sundance Documentary film program um, and decided to come on board. Now, since you've become the associate director, have have you um, sort of put aside the, the, the uh, filmmaking uh, temporarily, or is this something, do you continue to keep your hand in actual production? Um, I have put it on hiatus for a while. Um, the work that we do here, it's so creative for me. It's so inspiring. Mm-hmm. And there are days when I just can't believe that, you know, I don't want to say it out loud that I'm actually getting paid to do this work. <laughs> you know, I travel around the world to find and cultivate documentary storytellers um, and to bring them to the attempt to bring them to the Sundance Documentary Film Program. Last year I went to Prague for a meeting of documentary filmmakers who are telling stories from throughout the post-Soviet region. Um, earlier in the year, I went to Dubai, and it was a meeting of filmmakers from throughout the Arab world talking about stories that are important to them. Um, and so it's just it's just an amazing thing, and I imagine that someday I'll go back to filmmaking, but for right now, it's, it's really an amazing and satisfying journey. Now, the Sundance Institute uh, has been uh, sort of the... Uh the fertile ground for uh, for a lot of very well-known documentaries, and not to put you too much on the spot here, but uh, I know that... What's uh, your favorite? Well, no, we're not, I'm not going to do that. But I know that I know that uh, that uh, The Devil Came on Horseback and Trouble yeah. in Water, a current uh, a nominee for the Academy Award uh, for this year, uh, came yes. from uh, the Institute. Uh, or Absolutely. Least, yeah. Can you can, talk about some of these other films that, uh, that, that uh, you guys have helped nurture? Sure. Sure. Um, another one that's also up for the Academy this year is The Betrayal, and I believe that one of the filmmakers was on your show recently. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Ta- Tavi was a- on. Yeah. Tavi came yeah. came by to visit. Yeah, and uh, so that was a film that got grant support and came to our documentary labs, premiered at the Sundance Film Festival, and now is up for the Academy Award. Um, other films, such as Everything's Cool, about uh, you know global climate change, um, My Country, My Country. Beautiful film. A film by... Laura Poitras, yes, 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 also nominated. Um, Iraq in Fragments by James Longley. Um, Why We Fight, um, a film by Eugene Jarecki, uh, which was um, broadcast on HBO. Born into Brothels is one that uh, I think many people are familiar with about the uh, the children in Calcutta who... Um, they're living in brothels because that's where their mothers are, and um, they take up cameras to sort of document their life. And um, and and um, as you mentioned, Trouble the Water, which um, is a story of a, a couple who survived the flooding in New Orleans, and that's another film that you know started out getting grant support from the Documentary Film Fund, um, came to our labs, um, getting that 
creative support, premiered at Sundance Film Festival in 2008, and now is, as you said, up for the Academy Award. So those are just a few um, of the films, but um, some really remarkable work. Now, do any of the filmmakers come to you midway through a film and say, I'm stuck? Or uh, do they ask for any help as as the film is progressing? After you've already Mm -hmm. given them the grant, after they've been through some workshops, is there there anything they can come back to uh, to... uh, Move it along all the time. Uh, <laughs> yes, all the time. I mean, that, that's one of the uh, one of the distinctions about it being, you know, a, a documentary film fund at Sundance is that, you know, it isn't just kind of okay. Here's a check, and we want to support your work. Well, yes, here's a check, and we want to support your work. But it is also support for the artist and the artistic process in the documentary film program. We are almost all of us filmmakers ourselves of one, you know, background or another, um, and as well, we have a host of really interesting and interested and passionate advisors um, who we can call on. Filmmakers come to us for, you know, with rough cuts along the way for feedback and notes. Um, sometimes there's a more public process, such as the work in progress screening tonight at the Hammer Museum, um, which, if you'll allow me, I will say that that's uh, at the corner of Wilshire Boulevard and Westwood, oh, um, and that's free. Free and open to the public tonight. Oh, um, it wow. starts at seven. Okay, yeah. it's free. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Henry Museum is no, a terrific. What's the address again? Wilshire and. It's at the corner of Wilshire Boulevard and Westwood Boulevard okay. at the Hammer Museum, yes. and the exact address is one zero eight nine nine. Okay. Um, and and you the can website just, is. Just show up there, and uh, you should be able to get in. Show up in advance. People should just show up in advance, um, and they will be giving out, you know, tickets. The tickets are free, but there is a maximum capacity, right? right. So people should show up a little bit in advance. Um, and there's parking under the building, and it's only three bucks after six o'clock. So cool. for um, all these people, all the people who show up that heard this interview, say, "I'm here because of film school," and and we'll be very impressed. <laughs> that's right. yeah. You'll be very that would impressed. Be great. Yes, that would be I wonderful. I would be very impressed. I want now, to meet you personally. <laughs> now, now the work's in progress. Uh, I, I assume that exactly what it means. Uh, what what sort of progress are, are they? Pretty much uh, have the film completed and and it's like a advanced screening or is this uh, way in advance of an advanced screening the artist um farid ha, ha- arenagen uh-huh. uh and uh mohammed reza kazemi um they, they are still working on this film, so this, they're at, I would say, an advanced rough cut, but um, they're not um, sort of about to premiere it next week, and it's just a sneak peek kind of thing. So for them, it really is an interesting, you know, to be able to read an audience ahead, you know, what are people tracking, what is making sense and not um, to a diverse audience. It's a great opportunity for them, um, and of course, they're, they're very brave. They're brave and courageous artists anyway. Yeah. as are the women who they document. Um, but uh, they're you know, particularly brave to, to unveil the work before it is finished. But again, it's a great opportunity. And yeah, we I, really like... I was just going to uh, say that. They are brave uh, and courageous to put the, the work out there before before it's finished because I'm <laughs> sure there'll be some sort of criticism and, and uh, sure. you have to have uh, thick skin to be in the business. Well, you know... Well, Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go back. I'm sorry to interrupt. But I wanted to go back and, and to because you were talking about other filmmakers who bring stuff to uh, to the institute for, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a work in progress. We've had so many filmmakers on here, I, and I, one particularly sticks out of my mind, even though it's not a documentary. But Lance Hammer came uh, came to visit us, and he's the director of uh, Ballast, and he was saying mm-hmm. he that how how far into the process of making this film 
that he decided to completely recut it. He was he was so involved in in the material itself that he couldn't see it anymore. And I imagine mm-hmm. that this is a, a sentiment that often uh, mm-hmm. these filmmakers come to you and say, "I just can't mm-hmm. see this movie anymore. I don't know where it's. I don't know where I'm going with it. It's going somewhere, but I can't." And this is you. You guys are providing outside eyes and and a perspective for them. Is that is this a correct? I do think that that's correct. I do think that's correct. And, you know, I think artists in, in working in any genre, you know, can appreciate just being able to have, you know, a, a sort of trusted body of folks that you can go and check things out with. And, and even when we have our, our labs, we have um, the Documentary Edit and Storytelling Lab, and oftentimes people come with a rough cut and they say, oh, but, you know, I'm almost done. And then they have so many insights and inspirations from working with the, working with the advisors and working with each other. It's a very intensive week-long residency. And out of that, sometimes, like, you know, a whole new, you know, approach or way of looking at the story um, can be you know, can help to shape the material. So all along the way, um, uh, we're, we're really trying to provide that creative community and support. Now, I, doing some research on you and your background, um, I couldn't help but notice that uh, it seems you've taken a particular interest in um, Eastern European filmmaking, uh, documentary filmmaking. Is that something that we should be looking at uh, sort of on the horizon of a lot of good filmmakers coming out of that part of the world? Well, Sundance, um, the documentary film program, is has a, a keen interest in societies in transition wherever they are in the world. Uh-huh. So, um, the, you know, Eastern Europe and uh, the former Soviet societies, um, the Middle East, um, the, you know, the future of democracy in Africa, all, any any area in the world that is. Um, Facing interesting um, transitions, grappling with interesting um, ideological questions or social frameworks are, are really of interest to um, the documentary film program. Um, and we try to reach out to the artists there and help them tell the stories that they think must mm-hmm. be told. And, if they, and there's a lot of vibrant documentary uh, filmmaking communities around the world is what you're, I think what you're saying, right? Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. So you feel good about the sort of documentary as an art form? Uh, are we? Go- uh, are we? It seems to me, as someone who loves documentaries, that the that the art of documentary filmmaking is gotten to such a uh, a remarkable point, a remarkable place. There are so many mm-hmm. great filmmakers making documentary films and some amazing stories. We're not seeing mm-hmm. the commercial uh, sort of a reciprocating commercial. Uh, interest in these films do you is, am i wrong in in that assessment can do you see some improvement in sort of the commercial viability of documentary films well i would say that documentary it's it's more visible than than ever before as far as um whether it's you know theatrical or limited theatrical runs um you know national broadcasts um film festivals a lot more film festivals i think are giving equal screen time to documentaries i think that in the cultural institutions especially people are seeing it as um a very strong and growing um cultural practice mm-hmm. um, and an interesting kind of storytelling. So um, I think that overall, um, 
you know, people have been obviously pondering um, the film industry, commercial film industry in general, as far as, um, you know, financial growth, you know, versus um, stability and, and so on. But I think that documentary is doing reasonably well, all things considered. Um, you know, of course, funding is getting harder. It's always been difficult and, and everything, but um, the films themselves are, are more rich and interesting and vibrant than ever. Yeah, I, w- I would much rather see a good documentary than a good narrative film. I, I just really love documentaries. I love that you're dealing with, with real truth in some way. You know, it's, it's an interpretation <laughs> of truth, but it's but you're, mm-hmm. you're seeing real things happen in real time right. and it, and it if that means a lot i think in film i think that's in a way much more true to what film is for uh nar- uh-huh. narratives can be accomplished in novels and they can be accomplished on uh, uh you know uh, in theater but uh, yeah. but in in yeah. uh, in documentaries it it just seems like uh, they're they're the pinnacle of filmmaking to me it it uh, that's just my my humble opinion. There's a there's a clip up on on your website today for the film Be Like Others that's uh-huh. made by Tanaz Ashagian, and it's you know it's a film about um, life in Iran for gay men who undergo sex change surgery. Well, yes. if somebody were to make a fiction film, you know it might somebody could easily say, oh, that's fantastical, or yeah. you know what I mean, and yeah. it's not real and everything. But I mean, she returned to Iran for the first time in twenty. Five years to tell this story and to allow these young men to tell their stories, and I mean it's really remarkable, precisely because because it's true, as you say, because people because what people will risk to tell their stories, you know what it means to them, you know, and uh, what it takes to put to put these films together. Just sort of a, a personal take on this, uh, and both both Nathan and I are, are very much. I mean, I I couldn't agree more with what Nathan said about uh, documentary films. It's one of the reasons that I wanted to do a show on film is because I felt I felt like we there there's just so many good films like uh, well I mean this year The Order of Miss or Man on Wire mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I mean uh, the uh, Polanski documentary there's so many good mm-hmm. films and what is so exciting about documentary filmmaking is they've extended the art of filmmaking into uh, documentaries. I love Frederick Wiseman mm-hmm. and some of the work he did, Maisel's and those. Mm-hmm. But that was just point a camera. I mean, it was more than that, but pointing a camera and watching action unfold. We're now seeing do- real filmmaking in in the narrative uh, films, and it's a, it's just remarkable. It's some amazing stuff out there right now. So I couldn't agree more. But there is some incredible, incredible. Both, you know, filmmaking, storytelling, um, creative techniques, and also as a, as a as a wise man devotee, I have to defend. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, <laughs> you know, I agree. I'm, the, I'm the not... incredible artistry that went into oh. the work that he did. But, well, we've uh, but had, I know exactly we, we've been mean. lucky enough to have both Frederick uh, Wiseman and Albert Mason yes. on the film uh, on the show, Wonderful. and and uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I'm just saying that <laughs> yeah. you, you're seeing just a whole other flavor in the documentary filmmaking. Like, and you didn't criticize yeah. him, is what you're saying. <laughs> I was not criticizing. <laughs> Frederick Weissman, trust me. (laughs) Roddy Taylor, Associate Director of the Sundance Film Program. You you said earlier that you worked in fiction and nonfiction. We've been been boosting uh, nonfiction documentary the whole time. Uh, If if you were somehow uh, given uh, a budget to put a film together right now, what would you do? You mean would I make a fiction or a nonfiction film? Yeah, would you make a fiction or nonfiction? Would you? And, and you could work with anybody. Yeah, 
Do what you want. Frederick Weissman, if you can bring him. <laughs> no, but it, it's a good question. Oh, my goodness. I don't know that I really have an answer for that right at this moment. Right. Um, there are films that I would write, films that I would just go out there and shoot. And really, I think one of the things that I would like to continue doing is bringing interesting artists together and kind of just exploring um, – not not formats, but you know, hybrid storytelling and approaches, kind of like how musicians get together and yeah. jam. Uh-huh. You know, having like a filmmaking jam rather than wow. actually making a film for a minute. You know, just I think yeah. that would be really fun. And it sounds like you get to do that kind of thing at the at the Sundance Institute. You're bringing these filmmakers <laughs> together and they're jamming on their they're riffing on yes. their stuff and. Uh, you're lucky. Yes. You're a very lucky woman. I guess I, I wound up in the right place. You really did. You really did. Well, well congratulations yeah. on that. And um, tonight, Hammer Museum, uh, the program begins at... Uh, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. People should arrive early. Okay. And Women in Shroud. Women in Shroud. And it's uh, it's at the corner of Westwood and Wilshire uh, Boulevard, uh, the Hammer Museum. Hammer great, great venue. A really terrific place to, for a community to come together, and especially to watch <laughs> film and and be informed. And so, Roddy Taylor, thank you so much for being here on Mike Film School. Mike and Nathan, so much for having, thanks so much for having me and for having Sundance Institute right. on the air today. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash film school.